Ladies and gentlemen, from the depths of flyover country in the heartland of America, the Kansas City on the other side of the mighty Mo, welcome to Hitting the Bricks with Kathleen, the genealogy show that features your questions and her answers. I am John, your humble hubby host, and on this episode, we'll be talking to Nancy Kirshner from the nebulously named Hawkeye State, the great state of Iowa. Now, let's start hitting the bricks. Okay, so Nancy, welcome to Hitting the Bricks with Kathleen with Nancy Kirchner Carpenter. Is that correct? Well, my maiden name was Downard. Okay. Carpenter is my dad's mother. Okay. So Kirchner is your husband, right, Nancy? Yes. Yes. All right. So we're here with anybody want to tell me who we're here with? <laughs> We are here here with Nancy Kirshner, John. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's fine. (laughs) Kathleen, I'm assuming there was a question. Well, I know Nancy through the Iowa Genealogical Society. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Nancy. Well, I was born and raised here in central Iowa. I worked for a CPA firm for 17 years, but landed in Urbandale and just recently moved to Johnston to a townhouse, which is wonderful. I've uh, started looking at my carpenter side and just kind of run into some issues. And I'm hoping you can direct me. So this is this is research on carpenters. Again, Nancy, can you tell us how you're related to the carpenters? My dad's mother was... Alice Viola Carpenter. And then my great grandfather is the one that's kind of started tripping me up. Uh, they are both buried in uh, in Lucas County, Iowa. Yeah. She was only five years old when he passed, my great grandfather. And what were their names? Um, her name is Alice Viola Carpenter, married a Downard. And then my great-grandfather was Eli Willard Carpenter. Okay, so you're saying that he is the issue, correct? Well, that's kind of where it started. And then back to his his parents, which in Indiana at one point, there were two George Elizabeth Carpenters living in the area. And people have mixed them together. And I'm trying to sort that out. Okay, um, I'm sorry, because... I have a question already. Who are we researching? Who, I, think, who's our first... I think we're going to let Nancy tell me exactly okay. what her question is. We've been working on this for a while. But okay. Nancy, if you could tell me what your exact question is, then that's what we're going to concentrate on today. I think my question is going to be, who are Eli Carpenter's parents? And Eli, okay. who's Eli Carpenter to you? My great-grandfather. Your great-grandfather, Eli Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Who are his yes. parents? So we're looking for great, great grandparents. What do you know thus far, Nancy, about Eli and his family? I know that before they were in Iowa, they were in um, Clay, Owen County, Indiana. And when they were there, he was listed with George and Elizabeth, a brother, George, a brother, Joseph. And then there were twin boys. That was David and James. Why don't we start with that? That particular information came from an 1860 census, correct? Yes. And that census was out of which county? Do you remember? I believe it was either. I think it was Owen County, Indiana. With that 1860 census, and I want you to consider this. Okay. Is that everything on that census is incorrect? 
I have a feeling. Oh, wow. Except names. The names are probably correct. The ages are probably close. The relationships are incorrect. The place of birth is incorrect. For all of them, they say all of them are from Virginia. And we know that's not true just to military records that you already had or even information from Elijah Colfelt, who was also from that line. Mm -hmm. And he gave us a little bit more information. I am not saying that Elijah Colfelt's information is any better. I am saying the 1860 census is not credible. Okay, Kathleen, why, why would that be? Because anyone who answered that door could give the information. That means that if a 14-year-old kid answered the door, they're giving the information as they know it or they think they know it. Mm-hmm. It also could mean it could have been a next door neighbor. And we happen to know in 1860, I believe they're living next to some Cole Phelps. So it's possible that that's the person. We do not know the informant. And so when we look at census records, we can't control who said what. All we can do is verify it. And that's interesting. Are... So so even though it's it would be considered a primary source, yes? No, it is not. It, it, it is uh... a secondary source. It is one of our largest source that we use and rely on that has the most mistakes. I think at one point that was definitely conversations within the genealogy society. We don't know who these informants are. We don't know where they got their information in. But by cross-referencing, I can tell it's wrong. And I'm going to back up a little bit more. Excuse me. I'm sorry. You're okay. I have a frog in my place. No, I ate fish. Hold on one second. (laughs) Do you need an EpiPen? Would you like to have have cardiopulmonary resuscitation? (laughs) Where are we with this? Not necessary. Not necessary. If you go go blue, then um, I'll come over and (laughs) check on you. I shouldn't have eaten fish before lunch. But um, I am going to talk a little bit more about that family because Eli is in the house listed as a son of George and Elizabeth. George and Elizabeth were married in 1824. I believe you have that marriage certificate also. Is that correct, Nancy? Yes. Did you have any red flags when you saw that marriage certificate compared to the 1860? Uh, No. I think I should have. (laughs) Yes, you should have. Uh They were married in 1824. The first child listed is 1834, 1837. What happened to the children between 1824 and 1837? They might have needed practice, Kathleen. Not everybody can just have children. Yeah, they might have needed to work up to speed. But that's just one of the red flags I had. These children are old enough to be grandchildren. There's a whole generation that could be missing. And the only one that we can prove that George is a grandfather of is David. David tells us, this is my grandparents. These are my parents in his military records, right? And you saw that because you gave it to me. Yeah. And I do want to thank you for having pension files because pension files is your starting point. The pension file that you pulled on David Carpenter, who has later in life an alias that he decided, well, actually, my real name was David Odie and Carpenter was my alias name because I took the name of my grandparents. That's what he says. And my grandfather was George. My grandmother was Elizabeth. And we find Elizabeth's maiden names in, in state biography or county biography, I think it was. 
It also says that Rachel was David's sister, but Rachel's parents were George and Elizabeth in that particular biography. And we know that David's are not. We know that David says, nope, my father is William Odie and Elizabeth Carpenter. Yes. So did you find that marriage record? No, no, I do not. I do not. I found that information on David Odie Carpenter's. I found exactly. it Exactly. It is there in his marriage record. Mm-hmm. So the next step was for you to go and find, well, who are these people? Well, I did find these people for you. And that's the first thing that you're going to do to get started, even though it's not going to help much. (laughs) I didn't think so. (laughs) William Oder, O-D-O-R, married Elizabeth Carpenter on the 29th of July in 1843 in Montgomery County, Indiana. And I will be giving you information on that marriage itself. They are not married, it looks like, by 1850, or this whole family disappears in 1850. We don't really know what happens to William Oder, except the reason we do know that David probably used it as O-D, O-D-Y, is because the family is illiterate throughout. And if you can see all of this on not only the 1860s, but in later census. So my key to kind of helping you open this was to use the information you gave me, but read into it, really analyze. Where were they? What were their ages? What was the relationship? What can be proven and not proven? Hey, Kathleen, let me ask you something. Sure. At the beginning of this, you know, we realized that census were one, secondary sources, and two, couldn't really trust them. And now I see you leaning on census information. So how is it that you trust some information, but don't trust other information? So I am only trusting one line of the 1860, and that is David Carpenter is in this house who we know he names as his grandparents. That's the only thing. Exactly. But in 1860, it says it's his son, that these are his parents. We know that's not true. Because so actually, I'm denying states. it. Yes, okay. exactly. So you're using the previous statement made of by him to clean up the mess that's in that census. No. So actually, I'm using the most recent. Nancy is great after the Civil War. She has pulled the pension records. She has information on a lot of things that happened in the 60s and forward. What she doesn't have is the 60s and before, and that's 1860s. So the first First thing is to start with the 1860 census that she gave me and look at each line and see if I can if I can prove that it's accurate. At that point, what Nancy wants to do is go to other things that she knows, and that would be the provost marshal records. People always think that they've done the military records by pulling the pension records or pulling what's online, but the provost marshal records actually is a census substitute where the provost marshal had people going door to door to find out all about the men who are fighting age. Nancy, those records for you should be in Chicago. They will not be online, even though they do have provost marshal records online as correspondence. You want the five books and these books give descriptions. It tells you if they're a substitute, they tell you why they did not fight in a war. One of my question is, where was Eli during the Civil War? Don't really know. 
So these kind of things have to be answered. And I would say start with that Provost Marshall record. Yeah, this family is a mess. No, the family's fine. <laughs> Someone died early. Yeah. Some parents died. Like, what happened to Elizabeth Carpenter? We don't know. But what we do know is you can't find missing people by looking for missing people. So the only way to find missing people is to find the people around them, their cluster. The second question I ask myself when I'm looking at your case, Nancy, is what was going on in 1824 in Ohio? And why were all these people settling there? from everywhere. That area had military bounty lands for Virginia. We know that George Carpenter, who married Elizabeth Ruby in 1824, moved to Ohio in the area where there are military survey land records being distributed because that someone has served in the military for Virginia. So one of the researches, Nancy, you would do is to research the Virginia lands in Ohio and to find out if the 1824 land given to George Carpenter is your George Carpenter. Now, we're going to hope it is. And the reason we're hoping it is, is because then you can trace it and you can find out what happened to it. And as we're tracing land, you will be able to find out about the time he died, uh, who got the land, and it will help you put that family unit together because we didn't find probate records for him. Does not mean there aren't probate records. It just means we haven't found them so far. Does that help any? Yes. Are you have any questions? Tell me your questions. I, I am looking at your face and your rockets <laughs> are moving. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just getting a hold of, of these, looking at them and trying to find the land records. And, and I, uh, I will send you links on information okay. so that you'll know how to trace it or the land records of Ohio that was distributed by Virginia. Now, are those U.S. land records or just state? That's a very good question, Nancy. And that's a whole class in itself. How was land distributed in America? Mm -hmm. In this case, the government did not have money to pay for the Revolutionary War, but we were rich in land. Okay, hang on a second. Now we're to the Revolutionary War? Yes, because these people served in up from the Revolutionary War up to all the Indian Wars, whatever war I was up to 1824. Mm. So the government didn't have money to pay for the soldiers. But what we had was land to give to the soldiers. And so that's how they paid the people who were fighting for America, fighting in the Indian Wars or fighting in the Revolutionary War. So the land records in Virginia that they had They were given land away in Ohio and in Kentucky. Virginia land was pretty was pretty much exhausted, but there was plenty of land in Ohio and Kentucky to give away. So so that's interesting is that they fueled the westward expansion with land grants. Yes, that's correct. So so fight in the fight in the east, live in the west. Pretty much. And that's the way all the Midwest is settled. Kansas, (laughs) Missouri. There's a show in that, isn't there? Uh It is pretty much the truth. So what happens is they had to claim land, the state claimed land and said, this land is for all those who fought for our wars. And then with that way, we can give it to to our military guys. Well, 1824, remember the last there was a big war in 1812, just a few years earlier. And these laws are getting passed and land is being accumulated. So William, I'm sorry, George Carpenter 
is right in this time frame and he's landing and marrying in this land area at the same time. So Nancy's biggest concern, Sean, is she said a difficult era. <laughs> 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 where nothing was digitized, you have to dig. But Nancy, you have a lot of places to go to for all your answers. I would love these kind of projects normally because I would say, oh, there's so much to learn and so much to do. You just cannot do it in a straight line. In your case, in order for you to find anything on Eli Carpenter and his parents, since we don't really know who his parents are, is to find what we do know, and that's George Carpenter. And George Carpenter was born in the 1700s, where Eli's in the 1830s. So we're going to go through the whole family unit. We also know that George Carpenter was married to Elizabeth Ruby in that same area, Montgomery County, Ohio. That's where they were married, by the way. Nancy, yeah, it just yes. came to me. There's a lot of information. I saw one on your tree, but there's some others that I've given you links to that you want to also add those documents to your tree. But Elizabeth Ruby at the time had three or four sisters who also got married in Montgomery County, Ohio, within two years, one way or the other. In order for you to find your George and your family, you must follow the other families. And so you're going to look at the rubies, but with the rubies, I double checked with your DNA, Nancy. You're related to all of them. There are the Stouts and the Rhodes and the Levises and the Silers. All of these are your cousins in DNA. They are all coming from Elizabeth Ruby's side. Wow. Interesting. You have to actually research all these people. You can't just research the carpenters because we don't know what even what happened to them in 1850. And we don't know who those older kids are. Now, let me go back to the older kids. We know Elizabeth Carpenter, the mother of David, who says my... He said my, my father. His grandfather raised him. His father died before he knew him. Yes. The Elizabeth Carpenter who married the Odie. Right. The Oder. William Oder. Mm-hmm. If you say, well, she was about 17 when she got married, she would have been born around 1826. Okay. She would have been the right yeah. age. And so, again, I was able to prove David's story. Okay. Because he has a mother the right age. He has a father who married this woman. And this is his grandparent. Mm -hmm. Now the question is, who are all these other people? Next thing you're going to find. Can't hear you. you can't hear me. I couldn't hear that last comment. Oh, I said, well, the next thing you're going to look for is who are all these other people? We can figure out who David is. He tells us we find it. Mm -hmm. But who is Eli? If you're researching this entire area, as they leave Montgomery County, Ohio, the family goes to Montgomery County, Indiana. Mm -hmm. In that area, when you look at carpenters and households and you look for the right age group for Eli and Rachel and, and, Jane, and Joseph, you will see a lot of children and households without the last name Carpenter. For example... There is an Eli and a Rebecca Carpenter with the Levisies. You are blood related to the Levisies. I don't know who they are. Okay. 
So there's these other families that you have to flesh out to find your one answer. You have about seven families to flesh out to find your answers. Well, no wonder this was confusing. It is yeah. quite confusing. There's if also if it's so, not a brick wall, it's a whole bunch of bricks, isn't it? It's a whole bunch of bricks that she <laughs> gets to remove wall, one at a time. It's a big but, pile of rubble, isn't it? <laughs> So Nancy has lots of work to do here, John. Uh, I'm sure I didn't tell you everything that I saw and did. Uh, Again, I'm just going to put you in the right direction. I would say the first job for you, Missy, is to fix your tree. First of all, hide that tree. Your trees are online. Yes. All of her trees online are are the same way. You have both George Carpenters married and meshed and loving each other. And we need to separate them. The problem is every tree is like that online. So I need you to come up with the right tree. Mm -hmm. Hide that tree, open up another tree and only put on there what is proven, what you know, and the facts. The other tree might help lead you later, but just hide that, make it private. Mm -hmm. Let's not be a part of this whole sharing bad information. Yeah, because I've looked at many trees and none of them gave me any help, no. They're not going to. You need to start from scratch. You're going to put in everything you know up to 1860. And then you're going to add the marriage records that I'm going to hand you. This. You're going to take Elijah Colfitt's information. Remember, it's also secondary. He is talking about great-grandparents. So, Nancy, I do have one last question for Nancy before she can send me, ask me all hers. Okay. Do you, have you ever heard of a pal carpenter? No. He supposedly is the father of that Eli and Rebecca who were living with the Levices. Oh, I will send you all the notes I have. Okay. um, And I'll send you the new marriage record that you didn't have. The William Oder one for 1843. And I think you had the other one. um, And I'll send you the information on the provost uh, Marshall records, which is very important for you, as well as the Virginia land trace for the land in Ohio, how to do that. You have a okay. l- big learning curve, but it's always a fun part to me because I mean, oh, who yes. doesn't want to learn? Oh, um, absolutely. So tell me what your questions are and let me see if there's anything else that I have on you that y- I didn't give you. Well, let's see. <laughs> There are so many questions for this family. Um, I know uh, one thing is when I found the David Odie in Joseph's estate settlement, that's how I found him. Um, I'm having trouble with the courthouse getting those records, but I'm thinking I need to go down and look at uh, wills and the probate settlement, and it should be there. You should um, have the same information if it's not on family search, uh, because the microfilm did have quite a bit. You do have to go to a family search center. However, you can't access it from your home, but you might be able to do that right in Iowa. Okay. Uh, go to a family uh, family history library is what it's called. A family history yeah. library in Iowa. I did see quite a bit there, so you might not have to travel. However, let me go back and talk about what well, you just Lucas mentioned. Well, Lucas County is only about an hour away. 
Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, can go, I can go visit cemeteries because I've got both sides buried in that area. Oh, okay. So that information that you saw on Joseph Carpenter is interesting. Notice in there, however, he makes a distinction of who gets what. If they were all full siblings, they would have split it. Mm-hmm. But they are not all full siblings. And what I mean in splitting it, John, we're talking about this is a, a probate statement that was in the newspapers. And he would say someone gets one third, but somebody's heirs get one fourth. And so that tells us right there that Eli, Rachel, David and Joseph didn't have equal inheritance. They did not have, they were not at the same level of uh, relationship. Hmm. So Joseph was supposed to have been a, a brother of everyone, but he is a brother of someone and everyone else he was raised with, but not necessarily a brother of. You might also find that that land has something to do with George. Like, where did he get it from? Because the last time I saw Joseph, he was in Missouri. Yeah. yeah. So he, somehow he's back and he has this land. It might be be that that land was inherited. How did he acquire the land? That should always right. be your question. How did he acquire it? In the newspapers in, from Sheraton, uh, Joseph was committed to Clorinda. That is and, and those I, asylums and I, can mean a lot. Yeah, and I need to find out why. Exactly. Unless we really know why we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. It, sometimes those same asylums had a tuberculosis, uh, right. a TB area or an which, isolation Which one area. of my uh, one of my family was actually in there. And Clorinda also, who. right? Yeah, in Clorinda. Yeah. My grandmother on the, my mom's side had TB and she was put yeah, into I, a, a home. I think it was... Um, it was a drug addiction. Well, that explains a with, lot about your with, family, John. It, I mean, oh, nice, nice, easy shot. Just yeah. so, the, I didn't see that one. Normally, I would have seen that one. But. Yeah. So Nancy, John's family is from Iowa, right? How oh, much yes. family from? My, my dad's side is all from the Polk County, Des Moines Valley Junction area. Okay. And they came in from Germany through the Great Lakes and went straight to the to Iowa. Okay, so, interesting, yeah. very interesting. Well, and another question: Where did Eli die, and what did he die from? I can't find a death record, but then in 1887, that may be a question never answered. That is correct. There's no death record unless he owned land, and there's a probate or will. We're not going to know that. The other thing I must caution you on is a lot of people want to go to newspaper archives and, arch you know, those newspaper online sites. Best archives in your case, Nancy, are going to be at the state libraries or the county repositories for newspapers. And the reason is because the newspaper archives and those like that, those kind of databases, they don't carry every newspaper. Right. Matter of fact, like there's a group of newspapers on something called small town newspapers. There's these smaller ones that are on Google, Google News. All of them aren't digitized. You would definitely want to go to that local area set of newspapers because you'll get a lot more. The problem with yours is... Your family moved a lot. I can tell you that the Rubies were mostly, is it Ruby or Roby? Roby. Well, oh. I think it goes either way. I found it both. The, Elizabeth, the Ruby, Roby uh, group, a lot of them are in Rush County, Indiana. 
that's a good place to start for you. Um, just to see if you find carpenters and find out where they came from, how what was their migratory path? Because you're going to, again, not look for carpenters through carpenters. You're looking through carpenters through all the people that they knew because they moved along uh, with those people. We know that uh, William Oder and Elizabeth were married by a particular person. You want to look at that person, the minister, where did he come from? Why did they know him? Those are the questions that you're asking yourself. Okay. And, and you have to look them up too. So when I tell you, you came to me for answers and my answer is go out and find another hundred people and flesh them out. That's my answer because <laughs> you have to unscramble your tree, first of all, and unscramble all the people that are auxiliary to your family in order mm -hmm. to, to get to your answer. I, was, I didn't know if Nancy had any other questions. And and then just, you know, now, now that you've enlightened me on some things, who really are all these people? Right. So, yeah, you're right. I've got to uh, figure out where to look and, and access these things you're talking about. But you are not to do anything until you clean your tree up. Um, okay. And I'm going to bring yeah. a wet spaghetti noodle to beat you with. When I see you in October, I will bring that to beat you if that tree is not clay. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. It'll, it'll be clean. That's okay. Wow. That's that's my my goal right well, now. Do do yeah. I've I've been subject to the uh, wet spaghetti noodle. Not pleasant. No, it's not pleasant at all. Not pleasant at all. Well, when I was over in Davenport a week ago, uh, researching the Downards in Van Buren County, uh, Iowa, I came across. Ruby and Roby there. Yes. And I thought, oh, I wonder if these are related to them. They're a very yep. prolific family. And 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 I have a feeling that Elizabeth Ruby, who married your carpenter, that is going to be one of the biggest keys. That's who I would I would start honing in on. Okay. All right, John. I think I answered. Yeah, I think that that uh, well, I think you got so. a whole list of stuff to do, and um, <laughs> it's it's maybe not a brick wall, but it's a complicated no. wall. It's a complicated it, it wall. Is. Yeah, you it's, got a it might of... be a brick wall, but your brick wall, every brick that you remove will make it crumble. John, I'm I'm kind of wary that people are going to say, we're not going to call in to Kathleen and hitting the bricks because she would just make us do more work. Yeah, well. But you know, it's... There's a lot of masochists those, out there. I wouldn't yeah. worry about that. There's a lot of people who are into uh, being abused and when they can't get their family to fill the bill, um, then it's great to have somebody you can call. And, and that would be well, Kathleen. And, and, and I think it's it's fascinating to find these little facts mm -hmm. you know when i first come across david odie it's like who the heck is this person right <laughs> and then then find out who he is so and it's like okay gotta find his family and right and he was a very sick man as i've read through things i saw that yeah very yeah. sick man yeah. and from the civil war john is yeah. what she's referring to oh okay Yes. Okay. And she yeah, came that's... to me knowing that Eli was the son of George, and I'm saying maybe not. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe not. I we mean, don't that, know, but maybe that's not. That's the point, right? Right. That's, yeah. that's the point of it all is that the information is, um, you know, if it's not accurate, then who cares? Right. So, John, yeah, anything else for me? No, I think we're we're in good shape. Uh, this would be a pretty easy edit for me, so I'm happy. I'm about to bail out and uh, get a cup of coffee. No, you owe me lunch, dude. Oh. Okay. 
Well, I'm about to bail out and uh, owe you lunch. <laughs> well, thank you very much, both of you. It's a pleasure it's meeting pleasure. you. Thank Nancy. you. Yes. Thanks to, tell thanks to Dennis for his technical support. Yes, yes. And maybe <laughs> when we're down there, I think we've got a trip that we plan the last week of August to come down to the library. Oh, again. are you? Okay. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to have lunch. Yes. That'd be Absolutely. wonderful. Yeah. That would be, be wonderful because Chris and Dennis will be there and who knows who else. I know oh, there's some others coming too. Well, then, then we'll definitely, we'll definitely plan on that at the end of August. That'll be something fun to do. And we'll, we'll catch up and uh, see how your research is going. Nancy, wow. he always bails out. Don't buy it. Well, congratulations, you've made it to the end of another episode. Thanks so much for staying. Thanks to Nancy for sharing her questions with us. Thanks to Chewy Chewbacca Brandt, our part-time kitchen island and full-time solution to ever having clean carpets for his unwavering lack of interest in anything we're doing. The theme song for Hitting the Bricks was written and performed by Tony Fistknuckle and the Leeches. Watch for their next appearance on The Bridge to Terabithia. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and of course Buzzsprout. We'd love to hear what you think about the podcast, so stop by our Facebook Facebook page at Hidden the Bricks and let us know.